The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host... Paul Jamison. What's up, guys? Today we're talking with Justin Rogers from down in Louisiana. You've probably seen him on YouTube. He has over 500 million views, and his short-form vertical content over there is absolutely crushing it. So welcome to the program, Justin. Hey, Paul, thanks so much for having me, man. Honestly, I'm, I'm proud that you looked up that statistic. Not everybody knows how many channel views people have. You know, like the subscriber number is an easy number to, to find, uh, but shouting out my channel views. I really appreciate that, man. 546,898,270. But right. th- Or half a billion. Either way, either way you look at it, right? <laughs> yeah, now, but but the content, the the quality of the short form vertical content in particular, it's just so good. It's so well put together. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. You really like, I started messing around with the short form content. I'm not gonna lie. It was not my idea at all to like start making short form content, but I saw this kid making Subway sandwiches and talking behind it. And I'm like, man, I have so much B-roll about the service industry. I was like, maybe I could shed some light on, you know, some of the things that we've come across with regards to like interactions with customers and pricing and things of that nature. And then you know, before I knew it, I started making these and some of them started catching. I'll be honest, in the beginning of when they started offering shorts on YouTube, I hit the um, trending page like a couple different times with it. So over time, just developed a little bit of a, you know, a structure for how I run those shorts, man. And uh, they can get you a ton of engagement. I just, I love shorts. I kind of hate the fact that they're taken away from some of the long form stuff, but um, I love the reach on them. I think it's really great. Yeah. Now, did you start on TikTok or Instagram Reels or Facebook Reels or was YouTube like what what kind of got you you started? You you really started popping up in my feed. I'd say about like three or four months ago. And now I see you like every day. I was like, I got to get you on the show. But wh- wh- what was the origin story behind all the success on social media? Uh, so it started way before reels and TikToks and stuff like that. So I actually started my business in um, 2018 and um, I had a long, a landscaping business first. And then from landscaping, I was like, I really like to start offering some pressure washing. So I started doing some pressure washing jobs. And then from there I got, I got, I had a vending machine business. Uh, I got a mobile, mobile concession business, which was like a big snowball stand on wheels. I'm not sure if you guys, if you know what snowballs are. Um, and then I started flipping cars. So I was basically doing like all these different side hustles. And I noticed people on YouTube getting a ton of views in in these different spaces and I said man I need to get on YouTube because you know 
making money online is fun or making money in general is fun. But when you're able to leverage social media to work for you kind of 24 seven, that's kind of where my mindset was on it. And it was really before you saw a lot of service industry content on some of these platforms. So anyway, I started making content probably right around like 2019, 2020. And um, slowly but surely just started learning the platforms and evolving. And I think I had about 100,000 subs by the time shorts came around. And um, whenever I learned how to get a lot of exposure through shorts, I think I started on TikTok. I would like test my content on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And if it did well, I I figured it'd probably do well um, on shorts on YouTube too. And then before you know it, man, just started racking up views and getting attention and um, pretty cool stuff, you know? Yeah. And I think in the, I come from the lawn care industry and like, if you go, our gas stations here in Atlanta are racetrack, quick trip, you go to a gas station and everyone's like mean mugging each other. Like, like you're the competition and no one, no one's talking. And, and it's just, it's weird vibe. Then I go to trade shows. We have the biggest trade show in, in our industry. It's called the Equip Expo. And, and we go there and we're all friends and we're talking, but it's like watching your shorts, like you provide valuable information to somebody who's um, starting their business. Like I was watching the pressure washing, like how to start your pressure washing video. And I got the surface cleaner you told me about. You'll get a little affiliate uh, kickback on Amazon. I used your links, you know, and I got the pressure washer and I got the little ball valve. Like the the stuff you're sharing is like, man, I wish when I started my business in 2011, I was guessing, like I, I didn't know any of this stuff. So it's like, you're, you're sharing like the secrets publicly and, and I'm sure it's helping a lot of people. I tell this to the people that I I work with, like through YouTube and stuff all the time. Like I never, maybe it worked to our advantage. Maybe it was our disadvantage. I don't know. When I first started my business, there was no YouTube. There was no like, I mean, there was YouTube obviously, but I wasn't on there searching like how to start a pressure washing business on YouTube. I was just like, like my dad has a pressure washer. I think I could, you know, go wash some stuff and make some money. And I think it worked to my advantage because I wasn't second guessing myself. I wasn't like, what equipment do I need? And, you know, down on myself because I didn't have enough money to start. Like, I was just like, okay, let me get some flyers. I'll go pass them out. And then I'll look at the job and I'll just decide how much it, it costs. So I think social media can work to people's advantages and disadvantages. We're in the age of information, right? But too much information can kind of be to people's detriments because then they start overthinking. They're like, well, I don't have a $20,000 equipment set up or I don't have the right chemicals or I need to know, you know, X, Y, Z before I can get started. When in reality, you really should just, you know, get your stuff together, go out and just try to figure out how you can provide value uh, in return for money. So I think it could go both ways. I like to provide value to people, uh, but in the same sense, you know, too much information can be, you know, detrimental uh, to your detriment. Yeah, I was just texting yesterday at the guy named SB Mo, and he's got, he's got a, a pressure washing channel too called SB Pressure Washing, and right. he, he's got seven point eight million uh, followers on on Facebook now. And right. I was just like, dude, like we're just texting back and forth, but he's like consistency and hard work, consistency and hard work, like that's that's how all this stuff has popped off from him. So, what did you learn from pressure washing that's gone into the content creation? Because I know content creation is exhausting and fatiguing. Like how has what you learned from being out sweating in Louisiana, cleaning someone's driveway worked into being in the air conditioning and making content? Right. I think it's all about testing things and then seeing what works. So I really, so YouTube was a little bit different than how I did my pressure washing business, pressure washing and and some of these other endeavors I kind of embarked on was just like, had the equipment, let's go figure it out. And we learn as, as we go with YouTube. I really studied, man. I really was studying like click through rates, um, audience retention, really the things that kind of move the needle with social media. But I knew that 
and I kind of talked to you about this a little bit before we started the podcast. Everything is about freedom in my eyes. So before I had all these businesses for myself, I worked for somebody else. And my first step in that freedom acquisition was I want to work for myself. I want to dictate my own hours. I want to dictate how much money I'm going to make pretty much everything that goes along with running your own business. And my next step of freedom was how do I disassociate the time that I'm spending working to the amount of money that I can make. And one of those ways was to by leveraging social media and leveraging content on social media. So I think a couple of different things can help you be successful in both fields. But one of those things is just studying what works. And that's kind of what I did. Whenever I first got on, um, you know, making content on the internet, I was like, these guys are getting a lot of views in making pressure washing videos, landscape videos, cutting grass and things of that nature. What are they doing and how can I backwards engineer that to have success in my own business? And so I hope people take that away from my channel as well. Look at the things that you know I'm doing in my business now. Take those things and implement them for yourself. But everything is about acquiring more freedom. Like we've talked about this before. It's, you know, you work for somebody else, you work for yourself, and then you try to figure out how can I acquire more freedom? How can I, you know, disattach, like I said, my time from the amount of money that I can make. And essentially that's what social media was, man, for me. Yeah, that that's absolutely fantastic. Where did the name Forever Self-Employed come from? I knew I was never going to work for anybody else ever again. So I said, you know, I was just thinking of names. And um, the funny thing about YouTube is, is I made one video and it was um, two years before I really started cranking on YouTube. And it was about a Ford Ranger that I had flipped. And um the video ended up getting like 30,000 views and I checked on it and it was like the only video on the channel. And I'm like, dude, 30,000 views. I should really start making some content on this channel again. And I was like, you know, what's kind of the message that I want to share with regards to the channel. I knew at that point in time, I never wanted to work for anybody else. I never wanted anybody to dictate my schedule. I never wanted anybody to tell me how much money I could make. I never wanted to, you know, have to work harder or go to the boss and say, Hey man, how can I get a raise? Because, you know, I want to increase like my standard of living or whatever the case may be. So I just figured that forever self-employed was going to be pretty fitting because that was going to be my mission for the rest of my life was to remain forever self-employed. And I thought maybe some people could resonate with that who, um, you know, wanted to embody that same mentality. That's awesome. Well, I want to pick your brain about pressure washing. And the reason being, I was mentioned to you off air. I used to do lawn care and in Atlanta, Mark, especially I was telling you that I was doing the head coach of the Falcons, the captain, the defense coordinator, a bunch of the, uh, you know, they got all these, they change their names. It's like passing coordinator. I don't even know. They got all these funny names for the coaching staff. But the problem is you have to mow every single week in Atlanta because they like the grass nice and short and we'll scalp right. it. And of course. Yeah. We, and we literally, we use real mowers. So it's, you, you can't miss a week. If you miss a week mowing, Forget about it. They're going to fire you because you you just can't. So I travel all the time. I'm going to Exmark a couple of weeks from now, and then I'm going to Toro, Minnesota. Then I'm going to North Carolina. Then I'm going to the huge convention, which is Pressure Washington in Nashville. And so I can't mow weekly anymore. I just, I can't do social media podcasting and mow weekly. It's impossible um, because if it rains or something. So what I'm thinking about doing on days where I'm here, it's just going out and pressure washing and doing a pressure washing job because I can schedule those. I use job or I can just schedule it, you know, and block off week. I'm not going to be here. So right. what I'm a, I'm a complete rookie. I, I did a couple, Justin, um, last year I got done. I, I pressure washed my producer's driveway form 
And uh, he called me the next day and I, I thought he was going to be like, man, it looks great. And he's like, my driveway looks like the Cincinnati Bengals helmet, <laughs> which if you <laughs> guys know what, what that want. is, yeah, it's like uh, streaks. Right. <laughs> and he's right. like, it looks horrible, Paul. They call them tiger stripes, right? Yeah. Like Joe Burrow, shout out to your boy. Absolutely. But um, anyway, what did I do wrong? What, what do I got to do in my next job so I don't have those, those streaks? Right. So pretty much the biggest idea with regards to pressure washing is you're killing off all the organic matter on whatever surfaces that you're cleaning. So there's a lot of different chemicals that go into pressure washing. One of the main ones being bleach or what we refer to as sodium hypochlorite because um, it's more of a commercial grade bleach. It's actually stronger than what you would get like in a Clorox bottle. But essentially, um, like that's why people do pre and post treatment. So on concrete, a lot of people will pre-treat the concrete with a chemical mixture of bleach in order to kill off all the organics. And that way it just makes it easier to clean. Either that or they do a post-treatment. So what you did was you cleaned the driveway. You could go back and post-treat it and that would, you know, probably remove some of those lines. Now I'll tell you this. For me, I didn't, I never liked chemicals. I never liked dealing with them, uh, keeping them in the truck. I didn't like the smell of them. I just didn't like chemicals at all. And for anybody who's got a pressure washing business who does big jobs, like, it's necessary and it's mandatory. However, if you're doing driveways and stuff like that, it's not necessarily mandatory. So the what you can do is if, if you don't want to mess around with chemicals, you can basically cross hit what your um, whatever services you're cleaning. So let's say you're doing a driveway, you go vertically um, to clean it on the first pass. If you make another pass and go horizontally, it's going to mitigate a lot of those lines, if not most of them. So one of the issues is you might have been going a little too quickly, but the second issue is you just weren't, you know, hitting it from two different directions. So whatever direction you're hitting it from, you're going to have lines. So unless you want to use chemical, the second best thing that you can do is just uh, cross hit and um, it should take care of some of those lines. <laughs> so it matters going vertically first and then going horizontally second. Yeah. It just like cross hitting is basically, and I used to do this all the time whenever I first started um, cleaning driveways, cause I'd get the same lines and it's the worst because the customer pays you and they come out and they look at their driveway and you, they see lines and like, it's like, it's a bad feeling. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? But cross hitting for some reason, it just kills the lines going the opposite direction. Either that, or you just get, you can get some bleach and a, and a spray up bottle, or if you got a way to, you know, apply it through a soft wash system, which is going to cost you a little bit extra money. You can basically apply it. You can leave it there and it's going to kill off, should kill off the remaining um, of the organics on the concrete. Okay. Now my next issue is the same, same house. I, thankfully my, he's my producer. So he is my friend and right. I, I did a horrible job for him and I, I'm going to go back and make it right. But um, he's got this house and I took the, I was using a 40, it was a four gallon per minute Excuse me if I'm talking French or, or uh, Spanish yeah, no, here. That's perfect. But um, I think it was 4,200 PSI and it was um, four gallon per minute. So I thought for sure I'm going to be able to, to shoot the top of this house because he, he wanted me to get the, the junk off his house. But when I was right. shooting my little gun, um, the, the wand that came with the thing, it, wasn't, it wouldn't go high enough. And so right. you, in your video, you were talking about like, um, I don't know the terminology, but like these little handgun things that can get it. Would you think right. that that's so the solution? You can use a couple different tools. The biggest thing that's really important in pressure washing is your gallons per minute. Um, and then whatever tip you're using. So do you remember what color tip you were using? Were you using like a yellow tip or like a white tip? I tried them all. I tried the red zero degree and I tried the... Don't use the red one. Yeah, so I, as soon as you I get pressure washer, throw through someone's house. Yeah. I say it one more time. I'm sorry, Paul. I heard you say that in your video, but I literally uh, put a hole in someone's house... Twice, because the red one did that, 
And then, um, well, actually, I was on the customer's driveway and I drew a smiley face. And then when I got done, it was the smiley face was still there from using the red tip, which was embarrassing. Right. I'm glad I didn't draw something else. But anyway, you can actually etch the concrete probably because it's so much pressure. Like literally, it's probably taken up the concrete. Yeah. But then I had like the tip it wasn't in all the way. And when I went to shoot it, it went flying off and it put a hole right through the customer's house. So I'm, oh my God. You're, you're talking to a rookie with, with, uh, right with pressure washing, but I know, I know what SB pressure washing and, and these guys do like behind the scenes and it's genius. Cause it's so satisfying to watch something go dirty to clean. And right. so I see the, I see the potential in, in social media world uh, for sure. So right. um, what I hear you saying, Oh, well, let's go back to the, let's go back to shooting the house. Okay. What, what gun do I need to get? To, to be able to reach the top of the house? I'd recommend you get a tool called an X-Jet. And basically what it is, is um, it's an attachment that goes on the top of the gun. And it is um, similar fan tip, but it allows you to control it uh, by, you know, um, turning it. And so like the more you turn it, the tighter the fan, the less you turn it, the wider the fan. So basically what the X-Jet does is it's going to help you get a ton more reach. It is $200. But it's going to help you get tumble reach. It's going to help you hit those high up areas as well as it's going to have a hose that can go into a bucket. So what you really need to be doing is whenever you're washing a house, like I said, you want to use the bleach in order to kill all the surface pollutants. So with the X-Jet, you can mix in a bucket, um, you know, a house wash mix and then essentially just um, – get that mix onto the house and it's going to work to kill those organics because this is the mistake that a lot of people make. They think about pressure washing and they go, okay, I have to pressure wash the house. Well, that's a mistake because if you put too much pressure on a house, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, especially if it's got oxidized siding. Um, you can, you can poke holes in things. If you're using the red tip, like you can really damage some stuff. So what you want to do is you want to take the X jet, you want to uh, get a chemical mix in the bucket. So that way you got some, um, some bleach in there. You've, you treat the house, let it dwell for a couple minutes, and it'll start killing. You'll notice that it starts killing all that organic matter. The green will start turning brownish, and then you can essentially rinse it down uh, with the same X-Jet. So X-Jet is going to be a really good tool for you unless you want to invest in like some higher-end equipment. Like I said, you can get into some soft wash systems and things of that nature. But essentially, people have this um, – you know, mentality of I have to pressure wash. Well, no, we really soft wash because it's less damaging to the surfaces as well as um, gallons per minute is more important than PSI. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, I should be able to take off anything. I got 4,200 PSI. Well, it's really more beneficial to have more gallons per minute because then you have a higher flow rate. Um, you're able to get more reach. You're able to put out more gallons because we're not trying to, you know, put more pressure on something. Cause that's ultimately how you, how you damage it. I hope that answered your question. That was kind of like a long winded response. Yes. And I, I watched your video and you said to go to Lowe's to get the pressure washer. And I got the exact surface cleaner that you put in the, um, your little Amazon, yeah, the store. yellow one, the BE service cleaner. Yeah, I believe so. I'll pull up my Amazon here and, and, and look, cause it's supposed to be coming Friday. Experience the ultimate home services industry event at the 2023 huge convention in Nashville. Join Naylor Taliaferro, John Pager, and myself at Podrow for exclusive insights and interviews with 130 plus vendors, focus breakout sessions, and ideas worth $10,000 or more to your business. This convention is a game changer. Don't miss out. Register now by clicking the link in the show notes and secure your spot at the premier convention for business education in the home service industry. You're out there in the field, mowing lawns, making money, working hard, but for every dollar you make, you're worried. 
Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Are you tired of struggling to explain price increases to your clients? Look no further. The Green Industry Podcast has got you covered with our price increase letter template. Simply download, customize, and effectively communicate your price adjustments with ease. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com today and take control of your pricing strategy. But I went to Lowe's and when I was looking at the... um, at the pressure washers there, they didn't have any four gallons. Um, I got a Simpson surface cleaner. Uh, okay. It's a universal 20-incher okay. uh, pressure washer. It says up to 4,500 so, PSI. I will say this. As far as like Lowe's and Home Depot's uh, surface cleaners, I don't like them. They get a lot of gunk stuck stuck in the tips. They're just cheaply made. And so I'd spend a little bit more on the surface cleaner. What you want to get is probably like a BE 20 inch service cleaner. Um, and if you have a four gallon a minute machine, it should be, you know, you should be able to do some jobs rather quickly. But um, I would get a larger service cleaner, BE service cleaner. And then you're going to want a ball valve. Mm-hmm. A ball valve is going to allow you to attach it. That way you can swap between the gun and the service cleaner. Yeah, I got the ball valve over that. That one already came in. Perfect. So do you want to go back to, uh, I know you had mentioned you were trying to do some jobs uh, in your spare time, right? Yeah, exactly. Because I can't, uh, I can't do lawn mowing anymore. I just, right. I just can't commit to, uh, th- these opportunities to travel is what I enjoy doing more than, than mowing. And right. so, uh, but to me, a landscape job's two to three days. If, if I'm going to do a, a $10,000 sod job, I'm going to come in and gut everything, haul it off, spend a day grading, and then spend a day installing the sod. It's a, it's a two to three day job if it doesn't right. rain. The way I look at it is pressure washing the one day. I'm going to go in one day and, and I'm going to clean the driveway, the sidewalk, and I'm going to make content doing it. So now I have short form vertical content because it's so I'm friends with lawn care juggernaut, SB mowing these guys. And they, um, yep. these guys showed me the, the blueprint, like how they put the right. angle of their cameras and all this stuff. And it's like pressure washing is more satisfying to watch than lawn mowing. Cause if right. I if I put a video with a trending sound of of mowing uh, overgrown grass, it will do pretty good. Pressure washing that is even more satisfying to watch. And like right. I'll talk to people like my sister and her friends and like oh yeah I watch those videos on TikTok, and they don't even they don't even know what a pressure washer how to start one but they think it's satisfying. So right. I'm like doing double and like go make a little bit of money clean a driveway and get um, B roll for content. Is how I'm looking I'd at say it. The, the beautiful thing about it all is this is it like there's no difference between service businesses, right? So pressure washing and lawn care, are the same thing with regards to like customer acquisition, things of that nature. It is more beneficial with pressure washing, at least for your circumstance, that you could do one off jobs and you wouldn't be tied to a recurring service. Now, that's one of the benefits to lawn care for people that aren't very good at getting jobs is you just have to get one or you have to get a handful and then you could do them for the whole year. Um, so. 
I'm not sure, man. I, I would, you know, obviously you can do a couple of things that, to get your first customers, like leveraging your inner circle. I think you did a great job getting your first, uh, your first job with this guy who, um, I think you said he was your producer because you want to, if you're going to mess up, you want to mess up on somebody's house that knows you, right? Yeah. Oh, I messed up. Yeah. I'm not ready right. for the country club, but now I, I have in job right. I have a huge directory of all my landscaping. I have uh, warm leads. If I, if I hit them up, and I use Mailchimp. I I can get customers. I just don't have the the skill set to go to a nice house yet and 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 soft wash a house or barely pressure wash a driveway. But I'm I'm excited to get into it. Well, dude, I'll hook you up with this. So for anybody who doesn't know, we have a, a course called How to Wash. Um, it's the number one selling pressure washing training in the industry, and um, it basically goes over everything from you know cleaning every different type of surface on a residential property, um, all the job walkthroughs that you get with it, uh, property protection, what equipment, how to use it, how to set it up, um, pretty much everything. So I'm going to hook you up with that so you can uh, that'll get you right on your way. Awesome. You know, people want us to make these videos and give away all the information. The course is literally like over six hours long. Like it has everything in it. It's got all the chemicals, chemical upsells. It's got wood cleaning in there. It's got, it's got everything. So I'm going to hook you up with that. Anybody else who's interested, you know, definitely check out the how to wash course. Um, I don't know if I can give you a link or anything. Yeah. If you want to give me a link and, and we can, we'll put it in the show notes for sure. Perfect. Perfect. But from, you know, from a beginner standpoint, you really want to just engulf yourself in the knowledge and, and surround yourself with with people that have been, you know, in the industry for a long time. And I'll I'll say this. I'm not the most proficient with regards to like, um, you know, the best equipment to use and things of that nature. Like the people that I associate with Cody Arbro from Southeast Softwash, he's the one who's got all these chemicals up here for anybody who's watching uh, the video. But um, he is the man like his dad invented roof cleaning. And so he knows everything about the proper equipment and the proper procedures and he actually sells um he's the uh leading manufacturer for uh pressure washing equipment in the world so uh, he knows all about that also mike vidan is in the course he's a 20-year vet he had a, a landscaping business and a pressure washing business and uh, he does crazy numbers and then you got aaron parker who's uh, out in tennessee so we all come together and uh, we teach in the course basically the things you need to know and it's it's uh, it's very informative like i said six hours long of just everything you need to know about every surface you could ever encounter that's fantastic why well, I, I really appreciate uh I, I will watch all six hours of that man i want to i don't want to embarrass myself <laughs> well, I, need, I need you to leave a review after you after you get it though okay yeah absolutely man <laughs> I, I, I look forward to that well switching gears i'm super passionate about social media and and i know getting 500 million views on on the internet you know it took a lot of intentionality and things of that nature so how did you kind of evolve as a as a content creator and, and grow in that craft? Right. So, like I said, really looking at the things that were working and um, kind of modeling success, if you will. So I think one of the benefits to my channel was I kind of got into the service industry space before it was really solidified like it is now. I mean, now you kind of have your major players in all your different industries, right? Like you got your lawn care guys that you know of, you got your pressure washing guys that you know of. Before that, there was only like a handful of guys on the internet that were really sharing videos. And I think, you know, to any um, different endeavor, those first people to get there kind of get the the first land share, if you will. They, they kind of get the lion's um, portion of some of that. So I think that helped me out. Also, just trying to, um, you know, I, I watched a lot of different YouTube content on what makes things work with regards to YouTube, studied like people like Mr. Beast talking mm -hmm. about audience retention and click-through rates and all that kind of stuff. So studying, modeling success, and then 
trying different things until we ultimately found a formula that uh, worked. That's fantastic. And then how has your, like the principles and pressure washing, because essentially you, you, you have two businesses, the, the pressure washing business and then the social media business. I don't even know what, what that's called, but you're, the, right. the entrepreneurship uh, small business mindset from providing a pressure washing service to sweet Sue, like you're just doing one service to one person, but with the internet, you're at scale that the pressure washing course I'm going to take, you got customers in all the States, I'm sure probably even different countries. So how did those principles in pressure washing prepare you for a a business with like an octopus with all these different um, opportunities? That's a really good, that's a really good question. So um, customer acquisition is really the first thing that you need to learn whenever you're starting any business, right? How can we bring in people? Also, how can we provide value in exchange for money? So, and the same principles apply. Miss Sue down the street needs a pressure washing job done. We do that job in exchange for money. Um, Now there's people on the internet that want the knowledge that comes with somebody who's been in the industry for a long time. And so we facilitated on that front with regards to providing the information in exchange for money. So I think they're very similar with regards to how can we provide value in exchange for money. And um, for as far as customer acquisition goes, it's, you know, with regards to like a pressure washing business, for example, it's how many different ways can we get in front of as many people as possible with regards to selling on the internet. Same principle applies. How many people can we get in front of eyeballs? The amount of eyeballs you can get is equivalent to the how, how much money you're going to make. So the more people that you can get in front of with an offer, the more money that you're going to make. So I think a lot of those things kind of gel together as well as customer retention, customer lifetime value. There's a lot of different things. Like when you do a job for Miss Sue, we don't want to just do one job for Miss Sue. We also want to upsell her on other things. So upsells work the same in selling on the internet as well. We also want to service her again next year. So we need to make sure that we're keeping good track of all of her, all of this customer's data. So that way we can follow up through emails and texts and things of that nature. So the parallels are endless, like pretty much Every facet of what you do on pressure washing is the exact same. You know, there's some differences, but with regards to keeping customers, you know, selling them as much as we can, providing as much value as possible in return for money, um, all of those things are pretty much uh, the same on both sides. In addition to to Mr. Beast, like who are some of your influencers that, that kind of stretch you as an entrepreneur? Um, they kind of just like, you know, like, uh, inspire me or what? Well, you mentioned you watch videos to learn about watch time and, and retention and, and, uh, the hooks yeah. and the intros and, and, and you, you mentioned Mr. B. So obviously he's, the, he's the right. king of the, the world in, in regards to content creation, but what other people have like inspired you? Most people are employees. So how did you get this hunger to be forever self-employed? Like who are your inspirations? Right in the business world? So that's a great question. Um, I honestly don't know, man. All I know is this is I used to wash, right. And I would, I would wash after school, uh, cause I was going to college at the time. So I was doing it part-time, but pretty much the whole time I was washing, I was learning. I've always tried to like, see where I could go next and see what Avenue would bring, um, the most benefit, if you will. So while I was washing, I was just listening to videos on how people were making money on the internet. Like I knew it was possible. You see these guys blowing up every day, you know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, all these people. Um, now they're on a high, they're on a larger scale, but, um, I just wanted to make money without having to, you know, 
break my back every day. And the other thing was, is I was like, how can I leverage these jobs that I'm doing? And so I created something that you might've seen before. It's called um, a job recap. And so I was like, I'm going to film this job and I'm going to see if it can't live forever on the internet. Mm. Um, so basically everything just came from me trying to acquire more freedom. I, I like I said, I didn't want to be tied to the amount of money that I can make to the amount of hours that I spend working. And um, YouTube and social media gave me the opportunity to leverage views to work for me 24 seven while I was sleeping. I remember the first time that, um, I knew, I knew about Amazon affiliates, right? So I signed up for Amazon affiliates and I started like, I put all my pressure washing equipment on there and I was like, Hey guys, you know, if you, if you need pressure washing equipment, you want to know what I use, check it out down in the comment section or in the description. And I remember the first couple bucks I made on there. Like I'd wake up in the morning and I'd look over at my wife be like, dude, I made I made $5 last night and I didn't do anything. And it was the biggest revelation in my life. I was like, this is incredible. You know, Paul, did you, did you have an experience like that? Oh yeah. And I check my Amazon every morning and I'm like, this is, (laughs) this is amazing. It's amazing. To think that while I was sleeping, someone could watch a video and click a link and make a purchase. And I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to shake a hand. I didn't have to kiss a baby. I didn't have to send a quote. It was just, it's, it's one of the greatest feelings ever was to be able to leverage, you know, um, what I was already doing into more money that I didn't have to sweat for. So that was probably my biggest inspiration was just trying to figure out what I was going to do. I knew college wasn't really the route for me. I did go to college. I didn't finish. I have like five classes left or something, but I knew that I wasn't going to like go to college, finish, and then go sign up for a job somewhere. So I was like, what other way can I make it out of here? What other way am I able to leverage, like I said, the work that I'm already doing into more money. And that just so happened to be, um, that just so happened to be through YouTube and, and figuring out how to sell through affiliates and stuff like that. Well, guys, I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Justin from Forever Self-Employed. We'll put his info in today's show notes and we're going to have him back for part two tomorrow. So you guys love when we do these long Joe Rogan style interviews. And uh, that's what what Justin and I did. We just start chatting and it, it went until my it went a long time until my next meeting. So what I do is uh, when I do these podcasting, I usually batch them all in one day. So I had an interview with Megan and Joey that went long. And then Justin and I went all the way up until one minute before my next meeting, we could have kept talking for hours. It was, it was absolutely awesome. And so I do these kind of like podcast marathon days where I just stack podcast after podcast, after podcast, after podcast. And, um, it's, it's so much fun, but I ran out of time. Uh, but we did get in a good, uh, hour and a half or so. And so, uh, we'll play the second part of our conversation on tomorrow's episode. So thanks for listening to today's show. And, uh, we do have a request. If you guys are listening to the podcast and you haven't hit that follow button yet or the subscribe button, it really means a lot, especially in the algorithm world when you actually follow, cause people just tune in and they listen but they've never actually hit that follow button. So if you're an Apple podcast, for example, um, you can click on the three little dots in the um, upper right-hand corner and hit follow show or, or just hit the follow button. And uh, that will mean a lot in the, the um, I don't really understand the whole algorithm world, but I just know if you're following the show, uh, that means a lot to us. And most people who listen aren't even following. So uh, if you enjoy the Green Street Podcast, you find value from this program, uh, please follow us, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple, or if Jason Creel's out there, he's listening on Podbean. So thanks for listening, Jason. <laughs> and uh, hopefully to see you soon, my man. Uh, we had, it's been a minute. I, I, I got, I, I love uh, going golfing with Jason Creel. We got it. We got to 
we gotta get back on the course if you're listening, Jason. Let's book a tea time, man. Let's let's go play. And um, all right, well, <laughs> real funny story about Jason and I golfing. Uh, we were filming an Amazon video actually for this three wood that I have. We're on this par five, Mister Producer. And uh, Jason's a bogey golfer, so so he's 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 uh below average. Well, he's probably average actually. And uh, I'm filming to him, and he's like, "All right, this is a three wood," and he's giving all the 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 features and benefits of this three wood. We're on this par five, and he's like, "I'll demonstrate it for you." And he hits. I mean, Tiger Woods would have been impressed. He hits the most beautiful three wood. He crushes it. Um, he's like 300 yards away from the 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 hole, and he hits it all the way down next to the green. I mean, just the most flush, beautiful shot. And we're like both smiling because we're like, "That's not a normal shot." But it looked like it would have been. Um, uh, it looked like it was too good to be true on the video, but he really did uh, hit that three wood that good. But that, if you, for those of you who golf, you know that you have one good shot, you make one putt like Al Blades, you have one nice three wood like Jason, and then you're like, I got to get back out there, I got to play again, baby. So, anyway, thanks for listening to today's show, part two with Justin Rogers from Forever Self Employed will be on the next episode. Thanks for listening. And please follow us if you're not following us on Apple. Thanks for listening. Don't miss your chance to level up at the 2023 Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. From October 17th through 20th, you can explore the best in landscaping and hardscaping across the 1,000 exhibits. Make the most of this event and use my promo code POLL to save a whopping 50% off your registration. Just check out the link in our show notes and let the growth of your business take center stage at the Equip Expo. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.